Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Uh, the Welcome. fifth, I believe it's the fifth, uh, might be the 14th show, uh, could be the 15th. I don't have Avi here today, who's uh, normally my uh, scheduled reminder. Uh, I do have uh, uh, Corn DeLorean in studio uh, instead of Avi, because Avi's in, in Prague and uh, with Marseille from the, uh, the the Nostra Report. How you doing, Corn? Hey, how's it going? Doing great. So what we got lined up today, uh, we have, um, we're just going to run down the, the normal news. Uh, then we got lightning round with Nostra Report. And then we have a special guest, Santos. Uh, he's with Zebedee. Also, Emeralize. Uh, he's been doing a lot of work in my local uh, uh, Bitcoin meetup, and uh, we're going to discuss all that. So, as far as this week, um, the Zapathon, uh, we saw you know, nothing break. Uh, everything's been good. It seems like with the addition of uh, of, of Get Albi, um, Wallet Satoshi, um, multiple clients, multiple wallets, uh, it seems like it's holding up. Uh, it's possible that we're just not bringing the heat as much. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with Zapathon, um, we we basically stress test for 30 minutes every Thursday and Friday, uh, zapping each other peer-to-peer as fast as we can. Um, another note is Noster, uh, our, our Noster NAS show, uh, Pleb Chain Radio, is now live on podcasting platforms. Uh, we highly encourage the fountain. Uh, we, we're very preferential to the fountain uh, uh, platform, uh, podcasting 2.0, where we can actually zap, uh, which is basically uh, do boostograms is what they call it, which is zaps with uh, comment. Um, with that said, uh, in the future shows, we're going to be announcing some of those uh, boostograms that we get live. I think that's pretty much an Indian industry standard, uh, but it's something we're going to incorporate. So looking forward to that in the future, kind of uh, one of those things where we're just building week over week, uh, you know, getting better, uh, improving where we can. Um, BTC Prague's going off right now. It's kind of odd, um, Corn, with the uh, with Miami. It seemed like we were right in the mix because everybody was posting. I mean, we're we're in the we're in the states, so you're seeing all this stuff live. It seemed like there was uh, a lot more action on on Nostra itself. Um, but it, it seems like the, the Prague with the time zone difference, maybe, maybe it's just because it's a smaller show, more intimate show. It seems like there's not as much, uh, 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 I guess, transition to, uh, to, to Nostra itself that we get to see. Yeah, I think the, I think the time zone difference for sure. But you know what? One of the big things missing from BTC Prague that we had in Miami was the, uh, the Zap board. Yeah, so I was hoping to see stuff. that, man. I was hoping to see that. Uh, but you know yeah. what? I, and I don't know if that's something that they plan for, or maybe uh, BTC Miami said, hey, we got this big board. What do you want to do with it type of thing that's already installed in the uh, expo? You know? Uh, well, I know. Yeah, I don't know how it came to be, but I know Pablo had posted that he designed the layout for that, you know, custom for that board. And so, man, I think every conference needs something like that especially um well we haven't really seen a lot of i don't think any live streams from btc Prague. maybe that's another big thing 
is we're not really seeing any of the any of the um, the talks or anything live. Yeah, we're just seeing yeah. posts about them. Yeah, but and man, that uh, was on live board. Yeah, it, I mean, I I feel like the more purple invades the orange, uh, we're going to start to see more uh, more more uh, uh, planned uh, events or modified uh, BTC conferences to the uh, Noster side of things. I think Hoddlenot mentioned that today on Noster. He basically said, "I'm at the event, and and it's just it's it's amazing to see all the Noster uh, people. You know, it, it's uh it, it's it, for for people that are in the Twitter world. Uh, you know, maybe they're 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 really just they have a big following there, and they just like to post there. Um, you got to think when real life hits, uh, all of a sudden you see how many people are wearing the purple at an orange event. Um, it's kind of one of those eye opening things." Yeah. Well, and I also think that at BTC Prague, it seems like Noster has gotten more attention on the main stage. Um, whereas Miami, it was more the open source stage that had the Noster content. Yeah. And Avi and I was talk we're talking about this a couple of weeks ago because uh Prague was all set up and they didn't have a lot of Noster incorporated, but that sure changed. Uh <laughs> it's pretty yeah. amazing. Okay. It's it's our own little uh, world takeover. So um, uh, going on with the news, choke point 2.0. So if it's not uh, banking bad, uh, it seems like it's coming in waves where the banks have issues, then the crypto uh, fallout. So it's just been going back and forth. And I, I assume this is going to keep going for a long period of time. I, I'd say more in the banking realm next. Um, Coinbase, SEC crackdown, Binance.us, uh, they, they just... They they just seem like they're done, uh, but it's interesting because Coinbase is taking an approach where they're fighting it. They're not they're not pulling all these off exchange, all these tokens off exchange for now. Uh, Binance is saying, all right, we're just taking USD. I'm mean, basically they're blaming the banks for pulling out. They're they're not going to do business with the banks, so they're turning it into like a crypto exchange uh, where you can use uh, stable coins and things. Uh, so it, it's interesting how they're both kind of taking different uh, methodologies to it. Um, I, I mean, we all saw it coming. Uh, anybody that has that crap on exchange is, 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 I mean, you've, you haven't learned your lesson. You, you clearly just need to put your face on the stove and stop touching it. Uh, as far as crypto.com, uh, it's interesting cause they've been kind of under the radar and I've been, I, I keep saying like, well, who the hell even uses them? Uh, basically they came out today saying they're ceasing their institutional uh, their institutional trading. So they cited little demand from the institutions here in the, in the States, but it does not affect 80 million retail users worldwide. So maybe crypto.com is something that's m more worldwide. I mean, that's just like Binance versus Binance US. Um, but it's interesting to see that uh, a lot of these platforms are going south, uh, which we assumed, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I don't know much about crypto.com. I, I used to use Binance and Coinbase um, just a little bit, but quickly got off of them. I, you know, I wonder with Binance announcing that they're going to crypto only, I wonder, my thought goes to the, the banking side of it. You know, is, is that coming from them? Are they deciding that? Or are they just having trouble now finding banking partners because the banks don't want to be looped into all this with the SEC? I don't know. Well, and that, that's the whole thing. It's almost like a uh, uh, targeted event where, you know, choke point, the, the banking is, is, is narrowing down from them. Uh, uh, Binance is basically saying, you know, we're going to keep going with uh, crypto, um, but, you know, USD pair is going to be gone. 
So it, it, remove all your money off exchange. Um, I've heard people can't even withdraw their money right now, uh, but you know they can't even get it off of there. So the banks are clearly you know already starting to. We're just not even doing business. But they do say yeah. you can you can transfer that USD into a, a stable coin and then move that on chain. So it's interesting how they're they're kind of taking that approach and they're both and they're both basically saying you know this is a failure of the of, of US. You know it's the US. Uh, legislators, the regulators, everything. They're they're just basically blaming it on the incompetence. Um, so it's going to be interesting how that plays out. Uh, you know, Gensler's got the iron fist right now. So, yeah. Another fallout was Prime Trust. I mean, we kind of are, I mean, anything with trust in the name uh, in crypto, you, got, <laughs> you always got to worry, you know? So um, it looks like they are, uh, they're getting bought out. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this was coming off, off the heels of strike and, and Swan both moving from prime trust just weeks ago. I mean, strike's been going at it for a while. I knew they were, they were, they were, they were switching to their own custodial. Um, but with that said, they were, uh, it was kind of like, I thought it was a state by state type of thing, but it sounds like they've, uh, they've completed that. Uh, what do you know about that? Yeah. I mean, just based on what Jack Mahler's posted, um, you know, he said they're, uh, they service all their customers now with their own, they custody the Bitcoin for their customers now. So, I mean, that's a good move for customers. You're only dealing with one company, you know, you need to be moving your Bitcoin into uh, self-custody anyway, but at least you're only dealing with strike now uh, when you purchase through them. And um, a couple changes that this brought to their app, I was just playing with it yesterday. Um, you can now change your default currency in strike to Bitcoin. So before, if you received a payment into strike, you would receive it. Even if you sent it to me as Bitcoin, I would receive it as USD. But now I can choose if I want to receive that as USD by default, or if I want to receive it as Bitcoin by default. And, and so that's pretty exciting because you can you can still interface with USD when you need to, but if you want to make it Bitcoin by default, you have that option now, and we didn't before. Um, they've also given all their users um, Strike Lightning addresses, so it's your username at strike.me, and you can use that on Noster. You can receive zaps. Um, and now with this change, uh, you can receive zaps send and receive as low as um, one sat. Whereas before, the lowest they could send was one penny worth of um, Satoshis. And so this actually makes it better for Nostra use because you can send and receive um, all the way down to one sat, which is cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I mean, it, it, it just kind of goes to show all these... Uh... All of these um, uh, um, businesses or, or Bitcoin businesses kind of integrating that L and URL, um, which all goes hand in hand with uh, with Noster. Um, it, it's it's great to see the the integration uh, start to play out, um, and it's just going to be amazing where we're going to be in you know a year from now. I mean, we've you and I have been playing around with this since December, uh, and it's just crazy to see how how much unfolds, especially you being in a part of Noster Report. Uh, how much you have to compile every day of all the updates. Uh, and there's just so much movement. I mean, it, 
there's got to be no one more bullish than you uh, when you <laughs> when you're compiling these by the day. <laughs> oh man, it it's crazy to think back. You know, just that was just six months, not even six months ago, that um, when Jack posted on Twitter and the flood came into Noster from Twitter, uh, which I was part of, and just the the massive change in clients, relays, features, you know, zaps weren't even a thing at the time. Everybody was posting invoices. Um, and even that was kind of clunky. And so, you know, we've got clients left and right, stuff like Highlighter and um, Zapdit, the, the Reddit style client, you know, all these specialized clients and apps popping up, Lister. Um, it's just turning into a, a huge productivity and communication tool. Um, it's amazing. I, I, yeah, it's hard to, hard to imagine that all that happened in less than six months. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, but it's, it's also nice when you're on Noster cause you, we've been around, uh, how, how much of a community feel we have to where we we're watching these devs work. We're, we're talking to, uh, you know, really anybody. So we, uh, the ability to network and actually learn, uh, there it's unparalleled with anything. I mean, you go to Twitter and it's like, uh, it's more of a, uh, an algo created for algorithm created for podiums. You know, it, it's, uh, it's who's get the most likes, uh, who, who's the most followed. So here's what I have to say. Uh, it little man, uh, on the street doesn't have a podium, you know? So it's really, it's really turned it to where, you know, we have conversations, uh, with small groups, big groups, whatever it may be, but we're all in it. Um, it, it's it's just fascinating because you you really learn so much uh, in this environment versus uh you know before i may, maybe there was all this going on and maybe i just didn't I, I didn't have the the access to it um it's just amazing how nostr has has turned that to a uh, it's basically a learning platform just as much as it is a social platform yeah for sure so it, it's exciting um Another another announcement, which kind of leads into our show today, um, Zebedee uh, announced that they're going to be uh, making their uh, their their gaming platform um, slash learning platform slash uh, you know everyday household uh, uh, app uh, into a Nostra client. So it's going to be onboarding. Uh, just it, it just just one more step in normalizing normalizing um, uh, Nostra to everyday users. So uh, one thing I do like about it uh, is is the fact that it, 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 I mean, I'm in the alpha right now. I, I, I signed up and I already had a, a NIP5. I already had a Lightning wallet. I, I already had a, you know, I, all I basically did was put a username in and it created all this for me. With Noster, one of the big problems we've had is the, uh, is, is the boomer effect, kind of where, you know, you might know what you're doing. You might be uh, very knowledgeable in computers and whatnot, but. When it comes down to creating a Nostra account, you, you kind of, it, it's just so clunky. Um, I, I'm sure you had the same problem, Corn. Oh, back in December, it was, I mean, it, it was terrible compared to now. You know, I, I remember the first, probably the first day, maybe two days, I didn't even know how to add a profile picture. <laughs> yeah, so. your first your first post was your insect, wasn't it? <laughs> I wasn't quite that bad. But uh, it's better better so get first than a weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know how to add a profile picture, you know, 
just didn't know anything. Total baby. And so, you know, improving these onboarding processes like um, what uh, Zebedee is doing and other other clients are working on too. It's huge. It's going to make onboarding and adoption that much easier. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll talk with Santos about that. It's it's exciting stuff. Um, let's uh, bring on Lao. Uh, Lao from the light, uh, the Nostra Report. You might know him, Corn. How we doing, bit. buddy? Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, what do we got? Hey, Lau. Well, I'm, I'm excited. You the changed the the time of the show. It's not much le- not <laughs> not so late as the last time I was on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you Maybe, sound yeah. a little bit more energetic. <laughs> yeah. So 12:45 on a Friday night. I'm doing I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah, so um Nasa report. We've been reporting a lot of things uh, on uh, on what what's going on in in Prague. It was nice to see Avi riding his ostrich everywhere all day. Do you, do you think he has a stable for that bird somewhere? Yeah, I, I I'm you know what? It, it's a good question. I, I'm not familiar with Prague's uh, equestrian uh, uh, platforms there, but uh, it's well. possible. I was enjoying see, be... seeing all those photos of him riding that bird. I'm, I'm looking forward to more footage of, of, of him riding birds. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, it wasn't confirmed that he was the one uh, riding through uh, BTC Prague screaming wabi-sabi. For me, today was uh, the second day of, of two full days of Prague FOMO for all of us that uh, couldn't make it. What, what inspired you to stay home uh, queued up? It what inspired me to stay home? Yeah, from from not going to Prague. Yeah, uh, four month uh, man child. Uh, oh, man, so he's uh, he's 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 beautiful. He's my only one, my first, and uh, you know you got to get the warriors. You got to you got to breed them strong. Uh, you got to work some sardines in his uh, diet pretty soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get, it, making it, them plane plane ready. Yeah, flying, but, flying places. I will say, out of all out of all the events. Um, you know, BTC Prague. I I would love to go to Prague. It's one of those that uh, I, I I would really like to. It's on it's on the hit list. Um, I I really wish I can go to Nostrasia in Japan, mm-hmm. um, but it's just not in the budget and in the in the family lifestyle right now. But definitely going to Nostraville uh, in uh, at Bitcoin Park in November. So that's kind of my compromise with all this. Cool. Yeah. Well, all of us are uh, pretty stoked. Marseille made it to to Prague, and I'm, I myself am grateful for all the financial support she got through the the Geyser effort. That was uh, that was just fantastic. Yeah, let, let let just for a second. I mean, can that? I mean, again, with the networking of Noster, being able to crowdfund, or uh, you know, it's just that peer to peer transaction where it's a lot of micro payments that add up. Uh, having the ability for Marseille to say, "Hey, I got a press pass. Uh, let's let's get let's get you over to Prague," um, and then everybody doing just a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, it's just such an amazing platform to where you know you can yeah. empower each other. So easy to just to put that together and then and see it all happen. It just felt like uh, the most natural thing. It was incredible, and. I just want to comment too on the the cool thing about the the Bitcoin community. I guess um, 
you know, Mar- Marseille had someone reach out to her from the Get Albi team, and they offered to let her um, stay with them in their housing, their rental. You know, they've got a whole team over there. And so they, they kind of worked that out. And just the generosity and the ability to make those connections where you, you've had these interactions with people. And so you kind of, you have that little bit of a relationship, a little bit of trust to build on. And just amazing to see that and very appreciative to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and um, <clears throat> the news of this week, Zebedee joining Noster, or or maybe, I mean, we saw Andre and Santos were on, on Noster already, but nonetheless, breaking news, obviously, to, to see that. And uh, I'm looking forward to more uh, curious folks lurking and zapping on Noster. Zebedee, just uh, great to see that happening. The, another thing I saw... As the Onyx fork of uh, Amethyst was pretty big news, and also kind of amazing to see what open source really means. How how this played out? What do you what do you think about the reason they forked? Corn, you go for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I was really amazed watching the the respect back and forth between um mm-hmm. tony and it, i don't know how you pronounce is it vitor vitor um, i think it's vitor vitor yeah. you know they're back and forth and obviously differing opinions of how to handle the situation how to handle um you know reported posts sorry for that reported posts my daughter's there in the background um but but in the end um cooperation you know, both supporting each other. I see both of them reposting each other. Um, you know, when Onyx is updated, when Amethyst is updated, they're sharing each other's posts and supporting each other. <laughs> Sorry, my daughter's singing there. Um, that's that's a youngling, man. That's the younglings. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's two. So. But you know, uh, the whole thing with Amethyst is they're taking reported posts from people that you follow. And so I think the threshold was five. So if five, if they receive five reports from people that you follow, then however it flags your account, you get muted or shadow banned or people were calling it different things. Um, and so when Tony forked um, Onyx, he removed that code. And so it, it pretty much from my understanding, literally just amethyst with those few things removed. And I think he has talked about, you know, maybe pushing the boundaries a little more, um, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, And so, you know, my opinion is, I think the users need to be in control. Um, Obviously there's gonna be content, there's gonna be stuff show up on Noster that is um, objectionable to say the least um horrific potentially depending you know who's posting and what they're posting um and so obviously you want a a way to deal with that and in the end the user needs to be able to see what they want to see and not see what they don't want to see um i think the the big thing i had issue 
with with Amethyst was that there was no way for the user to disable um, this process. And so people that they follow were being shadow banned, being muted, and they didn't even know about it until it just came up somehow. Um, and they didn't have a way to disable it. So, you know, opinions are gonna differ, but to me at least, at least give the users an option to turn it off if they don't want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. There was another fork today that happened. Andrew forked uh, Coracle and Hottlebot was uh, was all in team spirit with uh, with that fork too. So this this um, cordial. Um, attitude towards forking each other's uh, open source pro projects is just uh, really cool. I also thought it was kind of nice that that Tony for Onyx picked uh, an, another uh, semi-precious rock to to uh, yeah, yeah to sort of mir mirror the amethyst. I mean, Onyx is uh, isn't that like a is that is that it's a just, dark is that a black rock? Yeah, yeah, it's the dark side, man. That's, that's it. <laughs> the uh, SEC filing lawsuits this week came as a surprise to me. Uh, after years of crickets on the subject, uh, we we heard uh, s something here and there, but nothing, nothing any, uh, uh, nothing f f official about it. But um, whatever you think about it, it's clear they. Uh, they were dealing unregistered securities uh, on those platforms. So finally seeing some uh, someone taking taking care of that, I think is a good, uh, I think it's progress. Yeah, let's just make sure our on-ramps and off-ramps on the Bitcoin only stay stay strong. I mean, for now, it looks like we're we're good, but it's just one of those things where, you know, you can see this, this path getting narrow, you know, choke point, it's getting more and more narrow. Uh, you just want to make sure that, you know, there, there's a hard stop when it gets to a certain point. And uh, hopefully it's just a golden road for, uh, for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, we see those um, um, smaller projects, the peer to peer projects like peach. And now this week we heard about Vexel, which is new. Peach, peach uses um, escrow. And it does it really well. Uh, Vexel is uh, just pure trust trust based. So you just um, pay Bitcoin and, and the, you re receive. These are peer to peer exchanges, right? Yeah. So Vexel is, is isn't really an uh, an exchange. It's just a, a a platform that brings into contact you with the other person. And they try to encourage you to meet each other in just in Ooh. the streets or or some somewhere. <laughs> well, for small amounts, this can be really, yeah, yeah. This can be really good. But can you imagine meeting corn and on the streets, and then you got some guy with <laughs> a helmet on? <laughs> well, I would be excited to finally hear his real voice. Yeah, meet me at the gas station, corn. <laughs> what do you mean? This is my real voice. <laughs> The debt ceiling increase 
that was signed by Biden earlier this week wasn't a surprise. Something odd for sure. People seem to have a problem understanding basic exponential growth functions as a part of finance. So do people in power, apparently, if you believe them. That's amazing. And the last uh, item I got is uh, Primal now also features Zaps. Clients are all seeing the lightning and uh, implementing this fantastic financial incentive feature. Gotta love that. It's uh, well, be zapping, zapping everybody on Earth pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, Zaps are. It, it's amazing how Zaps became, you know, a thing. I believe was it uh, Amethyst that did it first, Corn or Lao? Or was it Domus? It might have been Snort. Snort. It was. It was one. I think it was a web platform for sure. Um, but with that said, it, it's it's almost it's just basically the standard now. You know, if if you don't have Zaps, uh, what are you doing? You know, this mm. is uh, it's Noster. Zaps are Zaps are, are are all part of it. Um, so yeah. it's well, just now everything's just normalized. It's you know our Overton window is just completely slid over to where you need you need to have Zaps. Uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, and just today, um, the new update in Domus test flight, um, he's testing out putting Zap comments directly into the replies and threads. And so that sparked a whole new round of conversation about um, you know, usability and, and what settings are needed to control that and give users the experience they want, um, Zapvertising, et cetera. But pretty exciting to see how it keeps evolving. Yeah, that was my my thoughts because uh, I, I believe it prioritizes uh, in the comments. So if I if I make a if I make a note, um, my comments, whoever zapped the most, goes to the top. Um, you know, and it is a, it is going to be a form of zapertizing where someone can always post the most uh, to any major uh, any major account, um, and <laughs> it's just kind of like this post is sponsored by you know. So it's. It's it's just an avenue, another avenue um, where you know value for value uh, can come to play. Yeah, I th I think a few a few good settings that let users um, kind of tweak their own experience is going to make it better. But I think this is a move in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. and I th I think we're we're toying around with it now and it's sort of a play by ear kind of uh, uh thing to to zap advertise but if real advertisement is gonna use this then they're gonna have uh, a whole um analytics team on it to see how many views which post gets and and and, and how to um how to use it the the most efficient way so yeah in a in a team of uh uh accountants and uh tax yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just changing the whole financial incentive uh, structure of it is of it this is. as a social medium yeah yeah it's it's exciting stuff so it's 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 one of the one of the hundred reasons we're here you know uh really we're in the frontier it's a it's a frontier we're making it uh we're, we're just exploring in, in, in an environment like this. Your mind just goes crazy with thoughts. What if we do this? What if we do that? Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, you just keep going along the way. Uh, open source just inspires uh, everyone and really, and, and the, and the, and people allowing a fork. And when we say allowing, I mean, really, once you're open source, you're allowing whatever, 
Uh, so if, if you can build it better, then build it better. Uh, and then we'll just see where the path goes. It's, it's, it's just a, a, amazing to see. It's a totally different world we live in, whereas, you know, <laughs> in, in the capitalist environment and, and, and how everything's been historically, you know, you got your trade secrets, you got all your lawyers, you got everything just, uh, uh, just flipped on its ass. And, and in the open source environment, you know, everyone's building together, uh, just building a better, better future. Yeah, the the implications are just uh, you 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 can't imagine it. I was just thinking today you you could even if you if you know how to code or if you can have AI help you code, you can make your own client. You can fork a client. You can take the best of each client that you that that you like. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's. All, uh... AI is going to be crazy with 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 coding. Uh, our our kids better be on top of it. Uh, that's that's. I saw it. someone someone posted they were going to make a Noster client just for themselves, not release it to anyone else. <laughs> just make one for your that, family to to chat yeah. with each other. <laughs> I think that was not Henry who who said yeah, that. I think so. Hey, he, honey, he, pick up some eggs. He know? got me. He got me thinking about it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's uh, let's bring our guest on. Um, let's bring up Santos. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. How are we doing, Santos? Hey, what's up, everyone? Can you hear me? Hi. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, give a little story about yourself. Who who are you? The eternal question: Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm Santos. I'm here in uh, Phoenix with QW. Um, we we attend the uh, Bitcoin meetup. I help run and organize it. I work for Zebedee as the uh, vice president of strategy. I was originally the first product hire. And then before I joined Zebedee, I was uh, working in traditional uh, finance and banking. I have around like 10 years experience there. I'm uh, completely self-taught, so... I'm an autodidact, so I actually dropped out of high school when I was like 15 or, or so. I really stopped going to school when I was 14. I was obsessed with uh, the internet, building, you know, private game servers. I uh, got into, you know, uh, writing some scripts and PHP and really interested in torrenting. I watched the whole thing unfold between like Hollywood and that peer-to-peer -peer network. And then, uh, yeah, got into competitive esports. So I played uh, semi-professionally for a um, few years. Uh, games were like World of Warcraft, StarCraft II, and a little bit for Counter-Strike Source. That's a that's a bit about me in a nutshell. Yeah, normally Santos, I I, I can explain a guest, um, but you're just you, you're kind of uh, ambiguous with what you do, uh, and it, you know, going from uh, finance to 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 gaming to uh i mean to, to developing uh you, you you seem to do a lot of things that your mind sets you to uh if that makes sense uh so yeah. I, I and like i told you before i mean you you definitely seem like a dreamer to me to where you you're always thinking of new ideas and, and you're and you you have the uh the will to, to tackle them i mean you took if, if you get out of high school at 14 15 um you know you <laughs> you're following your dreams at that point, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been kind of headstrong. So uh, followed kind of what my will was. And uh, going to school, you know, 
uh, early on. I grew up in kind of a um, bad neighborhood. I grew up, for those that are like in Phoenix, I grew up in the Garfield Historic District. And, uh, you know, I'm like computer hacker online, going to school, some rough areas, a lot of gangs and drugs and stuff. And I'm just like online, you know, competing at top levels in esports, literally figuring out how database works, how does PHP work, and just absolutely fascinated by the culture of the internet back in like 2003, 2004. Everything was just so free and open. Uh, you know, there are many more spread out like web applications and sub sub communities before it all converged onto like Facebook, Reddit, Twitter. And that's what one thing that really excites me a lot about Noster is it has the feeling of like the early days of the internet related to like IRC, forums, reputation, all of those sort of things. Uh, and it brings back that like passion for the, the like the open communication network that uh, the internet used to be. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll date myself to you. I mean, AOL was a thing, uh, and it was cool. <laughs> it was cool uh, having that just open platform where you're not algo to uh, to oblivion. Um, so your your background in finance and then computers. So you got your uh, your code in your in your math. Uh, where where along the lines did that turn into Bitcoin? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you kind of like a chronological. Uh, breakdown of like how how this came to be. So I talked a little bit, you know, about when I was like a very young teenager or preteen getting into building private game servers and esports. And at some point, you know, 16, I was raised by like a single mom. I needed to get a job and earn income. So I got a job at a life insurance company, did like uh, some temp jobs. Like one was like related to database, just importing and exporting stuff. One was running a mail room and delivering the mail and paper service related things. And I got into banking, you know, I got into my first real uh, grown up job was at Discover Financial Services doing student loans, uh, the origination of student loans. And I, speaking with all the students, it was so fascinating uh, because everyone was so happy to go to college. And keep in mind, you know, I dropped out of high school and I didn't really ever like want to go to college. I was saw it as like the, the kind of prestige thing that I, I wasn't able to do. And then I ended up like doing really well in that role. Uh, and we acquired City. So City Citibank had student loans that were in servicing slash repayment. Uh, Discover's student loan department was like kind of newer than Cities, And that's where I had discovered that pretty much everyone I spoke with couldn't actually afford these loans. And it really like kind of caused some ethical dilemmas for me. I was kind of, I was like 19 at the time. And uh, yeah, I just really like didn't like it anymore. Ended up leaving that job um, after kind of realizing that university was a scam uh, and student debt is a scam. So I, I, I was glad to avoid that trap. And then uh, ended up going to Bank of America where I worked in preferred sales and retention. So I did preferred sales initially I learned all about the different banking products. Uh, this is in 2014 and um, credit credit products. And I sold credit cards, balance transfers, direct deposits, business checking accounts and um, uh, referrals to mortgages to Merrill Edge, which was like the self-investment firm of uh, Bank of America. And I then ended up doing retention. So speaking with the people, on the opposite side, I ended up hitting number one in the nation at about 1,300 people. And uh, 
wrote the retention playbook. And I also kind of, my brother brought up to Bitcoin, brought a Bitcoin to me in 2015, mentioning Andreas. And then I learned all about the banking cartels and a lot of this, the things that I saw in terms of retention, speaking with people that were like nearly impossible to escape the compounding interest that banks charge on debt, um, you know, at rates of like 14, 15% at the time after their promotional periods end or just directly on the card, they miss payments, you end up getting penalized to pay 30%. These are people that, you know, have lost their jobs in some cases, or just like didn't know how much money they were taking out at what rate. Uh, just like we saw with Wells Fargo, there was a lot of that sort of same thing happening at pretty much every major bank in their sales departments. Wells Fargo was just kind of the most publicized, I think, and the one that was caught. Um, so after learning about Bitcoin and the banking cartel, I just like hated it. I couldn't do it anymore. I ended up like kind of taking a leave for a few months and then I ended up like they kept trying to bring me back and I just couldn't do it anymore. So I quit my job and then I um, had learned about Bitcoin and saved about Bitcoin in 2016, February. I just went all in on self-education. So I began learning all about mathematics. I just started over again from zero on Khan Academy and edX and learned all the way up to multivariate calculus, took all the courses that were free. I think I've earned like over a million points on Khan Academy. And I, I ended up after learning mathematics and um, a few other subjects, like learning how to learn from Barbara Oakley, that also changed my life. I ended up um, learning how to code. So I learned Python, learned like formal education re related to software development. I did that in just like a, a couple of weeks and I learned PHP because I had learned like script kitty PHP, just like looking at other people's scripts. And I always wondered like, how do I write these from scratch myself? And like, how do I build the building blocks? So Python taught me, you know, introduction to computing and how to write like some pretty sophisticated apps. And then I translated it to web development with PHP about a month into this self-learning journey. Fortunately, I had Bitcoin uh, in terms of savings to live off of. And uh, from there, I started a web agency and um, started pushing forward building web applications for small businesses. Um, we did that for like a year and a half to two years and kept learning about Bitcoin, kept acquiring new skills, learned about product management, project management, got a job at American Express, uh, ended up getting married and eating a stable source of income. And American Express actually operated during the Great Depression after they after no one was redeeming cashier's checks, it was one of the only institutions that actually did so. So I used my kind of past background and my future interests uh, related to Bitcoin and, and payment networks uh, to get a job at American Express where I did credit risk anal uh, analysis. I did that job uh, working there for like a year and a half to two years. And then I got promoted to a product owner working on the global data repository where we did like bank integrations data operations, reporting, and that kind of stuff. Um, did that for two years and learned a ton about data and payment networks and bank integrations. And by that point, I already knew Bitcoin has like obsoleted central banking. And then I learned quite a lot about the Lightning Network in like 2019, 2020. And I just became convinced seeing what I've seen, you know, on the payment side of fiat processor processors, uh, that Lightning Network ultimately obsoletes it. And I, I got an opportunity with Zebedee as like the first product hire, uh, joined the team back at, two years ago than now. And um, yeah, ended up working with Andre Nevis, our CTO, building out a lot of products 
um, and then ended up going to business lead, joining or getting promoted to the business lead of tech and product, moving on to uh, um, VP strategy here. So that's been kind of my whole journey. Um, just always kind of betting on myself and learning what I need to learn and focusing on like ultimately what I want to do uh, with Bitcoin, as I believe, you know. I get as many get 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 Bitcoin in the hands of as many people as we possibly can and free up communication networks. And I felt like Zebedee was a great alignment of all of those kind of goals as well as my kind of background. Well, I I will say um, without uh, Noster uh, and without I mean Noster kind of came about the same time uh, uh, my son was I was kind of on watch for when uh, the the due date was, and I I I, I piled into the community. Um, but once my son was born, it, 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 with the power of Noster, the community, the club chain in general, I, I really wanted to get involved locally. Uh, and I went to the Meetup app. I looked around, and I've been eyeballing the uh, AZ Bitcoin uh, for some time now. And it was Noster that really made me uh, finally pull the trigger. Uh, just the power of the community and the power of uh, you know, the, the fact that we're not alone, uh, you know, you go on Twitter, you're, or you're on different social networks, you kind of feel like you're, 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 you're a crazy one. Uh, but you come here and you're like, well, there, there's everyone, you know, and then you realize that we're all the same. We're all just looking for a better future. We have so much hope. Uh, so that really brought me to the AZ Bitcoin. Uh, and, and that's where I first met you in, in real life. Um, with that said, how long have you been doing uh, the local Bitcoin meetup? Yeah, great question, man. It's crazy that like so much time has already passed since we met. Too time is flying by. <laughs> In um, Noster, every every week's a year. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Um, yeah, we've been doing AZ Bitcoin Network. So it was originally founded by Stephen Cole and Alex um, from Kaboom Rex. I, I ended up going to the second meetup. I was actually thinking about starting my own meetup. I used to run a technology meetup back in like 2018, 2019 with a guy named Bill Maher and uh, ended up fizzling out. And uh, so I was thinking, oh, I really want to start my own meetup. And I messaged Kelly Lan and I listened to him on a, on a podcast, Tales from the Crypt. And uh, I was like, hey, dude, like I heard your podcast. I hear you're in Scottsdale, like super cool. Love, you know, Bitcoin urbanism. And then he told me about uh, AZ Bitcoiners and that how they just had the first meetup. So uh, Haiti and I, my wife, um, ended up going to the second meetup over at uh, Fate Brewery, met Steven, met a bunch of people. And I was like, yeah, these are my people. So just kind of kept going and then kept offering to help Steven. And slowly but surely, you know, he became, became an organizer. He invited me. And from there, we just kind of built out the organizer team uh, and continued to, to grow. Back then, there was like five to 10 people that would show up to meetups. And we just kept thinking about like, how do we continue to increase the value? How do we keep focus without bias? How do we give good information and just kept trying new things? So that's, it's been about two years, a uh, bit over two years now. So two years and two months since I got involved with AZ Bitcoiners. Yeah, and it's it's great to see in like this current environment, regulatory environment, uh, the bear market. Maybe we're in the bull market, not really sure. But to to to, to show up in that time frame, and I look around and I'm like, these are these these people are hardened. These <laughs> we got conviction all around us. You know, it's 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 a space uh, in Bitcoin meetups right now where we're, we're all, we all got our cleats on. We're we're, we're definitely sunk in. So um, you know, 
trying to expand in this environment, um, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's an obstacle. Um, you know, how do you promote, uh, the meetups? How do you, how do you grow the meetup? How do we turn AZ Bitcoin into Bitcoin park? You know, how do we turn it to Austin? Uh, how, you know, we're, we're a fifth largest city, but we have so many, uh, it, it's spread out. Um, you know, we have hot summers. Uh, we have a lot of obstacles, but but challenges. I, w- I guess you would say. Um, what what what's been some of the challenges that uh, that you faced? You know, let's say anybody that's listening wants to make their own meetup. Um, kind of what what could they do to get the ball rolling? Yeah, I would say start out kind of small. Uh, keep it simple, especially as you build out the organizer team. Uh, and more organized, more people want to participate and, you know, you're kind of developing your community base. So starting out, just like book a reservation at like a bar or restaurant for like 10 people, uh, two tables, and then throw create a meetup page, throw up a meetup, and then just go see who shows up. You might be surprised at how many people show up and uh, see who's available in your city. And start out with just casual conversations, maybe prepare like, you know, five items you could present on and talk about that's happening in the space, which is really easy right now. Uh, every, there's so much action on a week to week basis. And then just do it monthly. Uh, start out slow and just kind of build it out over time. And you'll find that like you'll get some really great Bitcoiners that also want to contribute. Um, you know, we've had we, we have a whole team of organizers now that help. Uh, run everything and add value by like ideas. So uh, my suggestion would be to like start small. The trickiest part, like related to meetups that I found is that, you know, people like stability and they want to know where they're going. They like routine. So like venues are very tricky. So once you kind of commit to a venue, people expect it to be there, um, you know, on a frequent basis. And when you change it, it causes actually like quite a bit of disruption. So like spend some time doing research before, like just picking a venue. You'll want to think about things like space, acoustics, like complexity to, to like book a, a table for 10 people and like whether or not you're going to be able to hear people move around, uh, whether or not the ambience is good. Uh, once you kind of have a place in mind and you can, once you have it booked, it's a little easier, but keep in mind, you'll probably want to be at that spot for like at least six months before you, you change it. And then other times you can develop a good relationship with the owner, but then one day they just switch it up on you and you have to like drop everything and change it. That that's happened to us a few, a few times. So that's kind of a a tricky part when it comes to running a meetup. And that's how I would go about starting a new one in, in your city, just to kind of gauge interest. To build it up over time, you'll want to make sure that you're providing real value to your members. So, like, don't invite like shitcoiners to come over and like chill on the stage or sell sell your to- sell your members' time. Uh, really focusing on like real education, like how to operate a node, what are the benefits of operating a node and running a node, what 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 is like self custodial versus you know custodial solutions. What are the trade offs? And really informing people instead of just like you know, selling their time or just being too direct with them, like really giving the why. I found that like that, that creates like a lot more retention and it really builds like that, that core, core community and it continues to grow it over time. It's not as fast as like doing a huge giveaway. You get many, many more people, Like you like actually get this loyal group and like core group of people that are there to learn and to grow and to like network with each other. And that's how we've been able to go from like five to 10 people to like 40, 
plus people each each meetup, start business Bitcoin businesses in the area, so on and so forth. And the last thing I would say is dealing with sponsorships can be tricky. So if you, once you get your meetup off the ground, you'll probably get people reaching out to you to do sponsorships and such. Just be really careful and deliberate on like who you get to sponsor and like you know what the terms are. Make sure you have a lot of alignment and agreement there because it, it can be tricky. Uh, I don't want to give any like specific scenarios, but there's a lot of competition in, with Bitcoin companies. So you don't uh, want to be the uh, Peter McCormick of Bitcoin comp, uh, uh, meetups. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> that poor guy, man. Everything he does. I mean, I don't know. He's probably not poor. You know. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, I could see. I mean, I think we can all understand that. I mean, that's a perfect example of 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 being careful with uh, anything that any 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 kind of sponsorship. Uh, yeah, so that that's great, man. Um, you know, and we're always trying to think. I, I mean, I know, I know you are. I know I am. Um, how can we make it to the next level? Because you know, you 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 start small. You basically everything has to have a beginning. You know, so wherever you start, just keep going, Uh, uh, make a commitment. Like you said, let's say six times at this uh, this venue for the net one one time a month. Um, You know, if there's three people show up, whatever, make it four next time. But just keep going. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just keep going. Set a routine basis, set the venue and uh, just keep showing up. More and more people keep coming. Just keep it about Bitcoin. Yeah, because the, the the idea of Bitcoin's infectious. Period. Um, and now that we have the power of Noster, uh, I really think we're going to start uh, seeing lo- localized things go on. I mean, we could have a local Bitcoin meetup just here on the nests, you know. Uh, so it, it, it it's ever expanding uh, the 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 options for the community. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like looking at what Orange is doing, right? They're doing a meetup in Rust, uh, a game. So like. People that you know don't feel comfortable meeting in person or whatever, um, can they can go online and uh, meet up there? And I think that's super cool. I think more options that exist, the better. Metaverse meetings. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Yeah. So, I mean, Noster in general, you, you, I mean, a lot of us were, uh, you know, in the great hatching with uh, with Jack Dorsey um, right around Christmas time. But uh, being on the dev side of things, you might have a little bit more insight on Noster. Uh, when did you first hear about it? And when did you kind of understand the concept of it, of it and say, well, that's kind of nice? Yeah, um, let me think. So I would say it was probably back in like August or September of 2021. Uh, you know, I joined Zebedee in like June of 2021. So I, I had spent a few months working there uh, with Fiat Joff. I, I was helping Andre run the engineering team with our VP engineering, Kevin, and uh, really learned all about LNURL and like the advantages of UX. And then I kept thinking, you know, from my past experience at Amex, like we did these bank integrations. And they they were really complicated. There wasn't like a standard, and there they, there was XML usage, which reminds me of like RSS. I kept thinking, you know, RSS, like the whole value for value, uh, you know, podcasting uh, new model was very interesting. But I kept thinking, you know, XML is kind of heavy, uh, which is what RSS relies upon. And, you know, working with Vyajoff and seeing his work on LNURL kind of inspired me to do like a diagram. So I had an idea for like an alternative RSS, which I thought about a network similar, uh, just using JSON and torrenting as a way of like sourcing the media files and publishing 
uh, events. So I kind of went and did this diagram and then shared it with Fiat Joff. I was really nervous and he was like, this is a pretty good idea. I'm doing something similar. Uh, it's called Noster. And then I, he sent me the repo and I went down a rabbit hole of reading all the technical details. And I became like ultra bullish on it after understanding the architecture. It was way better than like the initial proposal that I had. And I, I saw some, like one of the, a lot of the things I wanted to accomplish with this alternative already had been accomplished with it. So I, I saw it as only a matter of time until like a sufficient number of users on the, the network until it public or until the first client became available for it, uh, like on the web. And then, you know, the, the adoption occurring over time, more and more people using it, people building different applications like Enigma. So you had chat clients, you had Twitter clients, you had Instagram clients and seeing how that was playing out. And then when Jack uh, got behind it, just exploded beyond belief. So yeah. That, so that was kind of how I discovered Noster and looking at torrenting and how it won previously. I, and very similar thing with Bitcoin. I just knew that the, like uh, this model would work very well. At least that was my hypothesis. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're in uh, the Fiat Joff circle with your, your work and you found out about Noster late 21. Uh, it looked like from the logs that uh, Fiat Joff actually ran Noster November 7th of 2020. So he held that from you for a whole year. So with that said, what what else is he holding back? You know, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of devs that have some uh, some some very good uh, ways of keeping things quiet and and might surprise us in the next year. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Fiat Joff, he's he's sneaky. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, well, he's he's an interesting type. He's he's probably the most pessimistic uh, person on Noster, which I love. Uh, he's, 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 he's funny. Uh, I, I really appreciate his takes. Um, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's honestly a great, uh, dude and so smart and so humble. Um, yeah. he's also really good at Starcraft. So say that. Oh, man, that's, uh, I mean, one of my first games was, uh, what, what, uh, Warcraft, uh, you know, I never got into the world of Warcraft, but I was Warcraft, Warcraft two, Starcraft, um, Starcraft two. I mean, that was, that was my thing. So uh rts i think it is gaming whatever but uh yeah no I'm, I'm that was exciting stuff strategic um moving on the uh the announcement this week um for zebedee i mean you probably knew about this for a while uh it's been it's been something that uh you know has been cooking uh and i think you've i mean clearly uh you guys have you guys have been working on this for a while tell me about um, the Zebedee um, in, in Nostra integration. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the for the question. So, a bit about Zebedee. We kind of have two sides to the business. We we have a B two C side, which is the Zebedee app. So we make Noster Lightning, you know, fun and friendly. We like to our taglines like money with moves. So you can discover different like Bitcoin Lightning Network games, uh, as well as uh, Bitcoin Lightning Network applications like Fountain Guilds. Uh, you can you can earn Bitcoin playing games like Bitcoin Miner. Uh, you can also top up with like a debit card. You can spend it like going to Fountain as an example and boosting your favorite podcasters like my friend here, QW. Uh, and then you can cash out to like gift cards using Bitcoin uh, or not Bitcoin, um, BitRefill over the Lightning Network, as well as, um, you know, many other different spend cases that have kind of developed like Wavelink's another good example of where you can boost creators, so on and so forth. So that's our B, that, that's our Zebedee app. And now we've 
added social because now you can have all these different ways of earning, getting Bitcoin directly in the app. And we already have like a, a wallet built in. So now with social, um, we added the capability. We're really bullish on open networks. It's been something we're working on, been working on for a long time with Viet Joff and Andre, uh, along with the Zebi team more broadly. But yeah, it's kind of like the, the Zebi app. And then we have a B2B platform too. So we have Lightning APIs that makes it really easy to build Lightning apps. Uh, so that's something I've done with Emeraldize was build on top of the Zebi API. I have over 200 developers and we're processing tens of millions of transactions there. Um, so adding in uh, socials, like we, we were one of the like big proponents pushing forward, uh, making Bitcoin Lightning Network more accessible, easier to use, abstracting away a lot of the complexities um, from very, very early on, led under, you know, the vision of our CTO, Andre Nevis. And um, we're doing the same thing for Noster. So we want to abstract like all of the complexities away for like a wider, more general user base. People that have never had interactions with Bitcoin Lightning Network, maybe never had an interaction with Noster, may not understand or likely not to understand what a key pair is, what a relay is, um, but make it easy uh, to use and easy to understand. So after lots of work, um, this is where we've arrived. So we're really excited to bring the, so the future of social media to our users. Um, and we, we pretty much plan to do the same thing. Like you mentioned earlier, we have lightning addresses out the box so people can get zapped super easily. Immediately when they start posting, they get a, a NIPLA5 identifier out the box. Uh, and there's no concept or relays to our users. So we abstract that complexity away from them completely. Uh, and we're working on ways of making like the post and discovery easier and easier. That's a that's a bit about um, about yeah. the Zebedee announcement. People yeah, and can... and they're in their own uh, kind of relay with their own uh, community type of thing. And if they want to take that that uh, NIP five and, and and jump over to somewhere else, uh, it can be done. Uh, so yes. let's say they want to go to Domus. Let's say they want to go to Amethyst. Whatever uh, they can they can free flow. Um, from my understanding, right? Yes, that is 100% correct. You can plug in your Lightning address. You can plug in your NIPA 5 identifier for sure. We, we're we really bullish on open networks. That's why we build on top of Lightning LNURL. And we see, you know, the future, you know, the, the dead bird app, as you like to call it, QW. Uh, we it's, see my favorite way to, it's my favorite way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we see Noster the same thing. It's a few, we, we call, you know, Lightning LNURL the future of payments from early on. And we're calling Noster the future of social media and communications um, between all the things you can build, the, the ability to take your following with you, to be able to uh, take your identity with you, all these sort of things. It's interoperable with Bitcoin Lightning Network, you know, it really allows like creators to monetize without all these people in between. I just expect to see more and more of that. So for us, we, you know, we, we tried to bring these Lightning Network UX capabilities to, to the masses and we're doing the same thing with, uh, with Monster. Well, and what's crazy to me as far as the Zebedee announcement is like the scale of Zebedee. So like, you know, a lot of people might not know about it, but, you know, there's 2 billion gamers worldwide. Uh, the the Bitcoin miner app within Zebedee, they they breached uh, and it was in the I read an article a couple months ago. They, they surpassed one million uh, little gamers playing that game. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's just amazing that now Nostra can be incorporated with an app that has you know the potential for that many users and just instantly become a client uh and then normalize uh Noster to just the masses uh it's just a huge market to tap and it's you know it's just kind of a 
low key, hey, this is an announcement, but if you start to look at the ramifications, uh, it, it's 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 huge for Noster. Absolutely. And folks can get on uh, the wait list. We have it open to get early access to the alpha. Uh, send me a DM too if you're interested over Noster. Um, yeah, you, you can find me at underscore it's at santos.lol. Yeah, no. And it sounds like Zebedee, I mean, you if I go to the Zebedee app, I can see that there's Fountain. I can see that there's Wave Lake. You know, they're they're definitely cross-promoting a lot of these uh these open source or just just open uh podcasting 2.0 or lightning uh integrated uh softwares or or, or protocols or wh- whatever it may be. Um it just seems like it's it's really a community push coming out of them uh or out of you guys, I should say. Um with that said, uh, Emeralize, is that your baby? Yeah, that's my baby. So I've always had, you know, despite dropping out of school, I have had a passion for education. I produced lots of uh, recorded videos online, as well as um, courses, uh, write-ups, technical guides for all different levels of Bitcoin understanding. Do lots of presentations, as you know, uh, locally, uh, as knows. Um, so I built Emeralize originally as a way uh, to open up like a platform to allow creators to earn and to reward learning experiences. That's still been like the major focus. So it's an e-learning platform with a marketplace where you can like pretty much buy courses, workshops, uh, ebooks using Bitcoin's Lightning Network, as well as earn on the opposite side from your creations. And as you complete things, whether it's free or paid on our featured marketplace, you can earn some sats. So my goal really there is to drive up completion rates using Bitcoin rewards. Yeah, and I've 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 really like. I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't even really look into Emeralize uh, before I made a post. I don't know a week week or two ago about how I'd love to see like where you know my son grows up and and he can complete some some courses, just some 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 slight orange pilling over the time, maybe a little sound money course or or anything. But he's just earning a little bit as he's learning a little bit. Um, so, you know, any, anything like that, it's, it's, it is a little bit, uh, interesting that you, ju- you dropped out of school <laughs> to make a school, you know what I mean? In the, at the, at the end of it, uh, you're basically creating a platform where you're educating. Uh, it's almost like you, you, you looked at the teacher and said, I don't like what you're teaching me. Uh, I have a better way. Yeah. You know, um, university systems are extremely costly. And the public schooling system is extremely costly and it's the curriculums determined by the state as well as like the quality of education that you get at least in the united states is completely dependent upon like the the housing like the the tax uh, like the, basically what the homes are worth and the tax associated with that uh to determine like the quality of teachers the budget this that the school has whereas like i realized with MOOCs that you can pretty much provide the best experience possible um, for like a ridiculously low amount. And the MOOCs completely like changed the educational industry because of that. So like you can go on Coursera or edX, Udemy and learn from the very best in the world. But the biggest problem with that is they don't use, uh, you know, native internet money, which uh, they restrict it to local money only. So if you don't have the right local money, i.e. USD, you're excluded from that system unless it's free. Uh, so this excludes many different emerging markets throughout the world, as well as um, not not opening up the ability to earn 
uh, as an educator, there's a lot of walled gardens around these sort of platforms and processes that you have to go through. So the plan for Emerald is to open up over more time, open up more over time, and then uh, increase the number of creators. Kind of focusing on the long tail of creators to increase the content in courses, eBooks, audiobooks, workshops, basically like a whole hub of educational materials. Uh, so it's really about the experience of learning, not so much like a particular subject. That's really what what matters is that you know how to learn and that you enjoy learning uh, rather than like some focus of a state determined curriculum. So that really drove me to build Emeralize. I've been focusing on this problem since like 2019, uh, 2020, when I built uh, a, a site called Open Source Degrees, where I was trying to like combine all these fragmented MOOCs to like form an A to Z step. And then I just didn't know how to monetize it. I didn't know about uh, Bitcoin's Lightning Network like I know about it now. And now being able to like allow people to post courses, create on the platform, sell them, earn sats, and encourage, like incentivize the creation of courses by from like anyone that wants to be an educator using like AI to make the creation process easier and lower the barrier to entry. That's those are all things that I'm focused on. The last big problem is that MOOC completion rates are anywhere between one and 15%. So they're pretty abysmal. Using Bitcoin rewards. Uh, what we've seen with you know engagement with gaming i think we can do the same thing with learn to earn like imagine you have to do this you know work thing um you have to do like something for your work where you have to do an hour-long training and i think everyone knows how this feels it's like just dreading it some safety class or something and um now imagine if you actually paid your workforce to do it like what would the completion rates be for that so there's workforce implications from a learning management system perspective and then what would happen if you as like an instructor on one of these platforms, you notice there's a drop off and you send them like a hundred sats if they complete a lesson, or you can wager a thousand sats against yourself um, if you can do like seven lessons in a week. Um, so sort of like these bonuses or you complete this quiz and you earn 5% back of your purchase price. There's all kinds of cool little like experiments that we can do to see the effects that it has on people's learning and completion rates. I think Bitcoin will completely like change the, the whole nature of that, along with using Noster for other gamification incentives, which I think, you know, that that has massive implications too. Yeah, and beyond just paying someone to complete something, you you incentivize to complete it well. You know, uh, performance wise, uh, it, it's I think you mentioned you might be doing some sort of a, a performance, uh, not so much badges, but uh, a, a, just kind of medals of honor type of thing. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm planning to, for like Noster Innovation, I'm planning to uh, implement like a whole in, like gamification strategy using Noster. So I've written kind of like just between myself, uh, I need to, and a few other folks I've shared it with, I need to write a PR and get some wider feedback uh, for the next kind of iteration. I might do an implementation, then do a PR so I can show an example of it. But I'm adding Noster capabilities to Emeralize wherein Users can earn points. So Khan Academy's learning management system, every, every time you watch a video, you earn like 800 points or something like that. Every time you complete a quiz or answer a question, you earn a certain amount of points. So I think these points can lead to like badges. And then when you complete courses, you can issue achievements, which is from a technical standpoint, nearly the same thing, the uh, same event as a badge, just slightly different. But I imagine like these achievements can represent certificates 
badges can represent like just like an audible, like numbers of courses or number of ebooks, minutes listened. So you can really kind of like incentivize and bridge the gap like all across the board. So you can listen, you're in points, or you watch videos, you're in points, you complete quizzes, you're in points, you complete a course, uh, you earn a, um, an achievement, and then you complete X number of courses, whether it be courses or um, audiobooks, ebooks, et cetera, you, you earn badges. So I think this whole gamification strategy uh, will work well, and then you can showcase it across the entire you know open network, whether it's on like a Twitter type client over Noster, whether it's on long form blog posts like abla.news, um, it really kind of develops the system of reputation. And I think that could even lead to like people getting jobs off of Noster and just continuing the reach of, of the entire network. Yeah, the interoperability of, of, a, of, a, of an in-pub where you can take it from, you know, client to client, it, it just we haven't even tapped that yet. Uh, that's just one of those things that it just really opens your eyes. You know, if I it, it's there's the there's just so much so 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 many places to take this uh we just we haven't scratched the surface corn you uh don't you do um uh homeschooling yeah we just started this year how does something like this <laughs> if you had something developed like this for uh for for your children uh where you have that level of uh a point system and and and, and level it, it almost would make it to where you, you have a, a competition with the kids. Yeah, I think my son would really love something like that. He, you know, he's he's already into little games on his um, iPad and gave him one of my old iPhones. And, you know, he loves little games. Um, tried to introduce him already to Bitcoin. He's got a wallet. He gets sats for doing stuff for me. Um, downloaded a few of the the games that reward uh, payouts and sats. So he he's getting familiar with it. You know, I want it to be first nature to him. And so I think something um, educational yeah. that, yeah. I, I just think the drive uh, anywhere from children up to adults, uh, it's it just, there's just so much opportunity as far as the, the competition aspect and then the acclimates that you, you accrue and can carry with you. Um, it's neat. Well, he responds really well to to um to that challenge um, yeah to the competitiveness so yeah I, I, I think it would be really good well and 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 there's there's power in earning you know when you earn something uh it, you value it much more oh yeah so what else santos uh by the way where where can we uh, so is that all through the zebedee app uh, you can find Emeraldize at emeraldize.app. Um, that, that's the domain. That I'm, I'm, okay. I'm so you can discover it there. You can register an account. Or you can even just check out the free resources without an account if you just want to explore. Uh, we have courses from like Club Lab. We have a great one from Great Books Report that covers like it's it's based on history going from uh, the West, basically from Homer to Satoshi. I published a few courses on there. Zebedee has a Lightning Network course along with some write-ups. And then I've written some some guides on like how to build uh, like Lightning Network applications using the Zebedee API. Uh, so we're, we're adding more courses, more content. There's a few eBooks on there. Um, and we, we just plan to uh, expect to add more. Right now, we're 
focused specifically on building the builders for Bitcoin. So developing courses and content for developers, for hackathons, for creative builders, um, to be able to like create basically more things in the Bitcoin space and Oster space ultimately. So I, I'd love to, I'm, I'm working on also some consumer friendly courses. So a course for a wallet of Satoshi, like how to utilize that because uh, QW came up with a great idea in terms of like outreach to, to local community members where we can do like a brochure. We can have like a two minute long video on how to use wallet of Satoshi and onboard someone on the spot. Um, so I think there's like a lot of different like uh, focuses, but the main strategy is around building for Bitcoiners, uh, educating developer audience and creator audience, and then some consumer Bitcoin applications. And then slowly but surely we'll branch out of Bitcoin and Noster onto things like product management, uh, general software development, getting into AI and how to best utilize that tooling to, for productivity, uh, Figma for product design, and then uh, continue to incentivize like general education, like liberal arts education, like the mathematics, uh, more his history opportunities, uh, language learning, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the, the plan and the direction. One thing that we're getting ready to do as well, this was recently announced a couple days ago, was an Emeralize uh, X Plug Lab hackathon. So we're doing that at TabConf this year. Uh, so I'm super excited. We're, we're building lots of education leading up to that event and we're going to have a lot of innovation go on there. Tabcom is always a great time and then throw in a hackathon by the both of us. It's going to be even sicker. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. When did, when did you find that out? When is that is just announced today? That was a couple days ago, but I was sick. I was completely like dead yesterday. And then I was getting a little <laughs> sick on Wednesdays, Wednesday evening. So, um, yeah, I saw the, the response by Brandon like two days ago or not two days ago. He posted two days ago and I saw it today. I was like, nice. So pumped. We're going to build like a lot of great apps. We're going to get a lot of education <laughs> out there. People are coming ready. To what build, uh, what countries did you just come back from? You were just in uh, what, Mexico City uh, or just Mexico bouncing around? Yeah, we went we went to Mexico and we were in Mexico City, Los Mochis and then Guadalajara. And by the time we were in Guadalajara, I was kind of dying uh, and then i got back <laughs> did a bunch of work i just my body couldn't withstand it anymore and i finally crashed yesterday is there any bitcoin uh did you try to do is see if there's any communities there that are that are happy to say what's up uh try to pay in sats anywhere azteco uh flyers or vouchers um there is the bitcoin embassy i really wanted to make it out there but just the timing i was overzealous and the amount of things we could get done so I was I was also working uh, while I was out there. So kind of spent like most of the day working, and then the rest of the time we went doing touristy stuff. It was our, our first time out there, um, so didn't end up getting to make it to the Bitcoin Embassy. Unfortunately, I really wanted to go. They were super welcoming, uh, great great group of people out there. I just couldn't make it, unfortunately. And then when we were in Guadalajara, we actually uh, Haiti spotted a sticker. I made a post about it. Um, there, it was like in Bitcoin we trust or something along those lines sticker on one of the um, telephone poles. So I thought that was super sick. I was like, all right, there's Bitcoiners in this area. Anons and, are everywhere, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Nostra in general, I mean, what, uh, what, what, what is there anything you're looking at uh, in, that, that we haven't seen yet as far as uh, kind of where it could go? 
Um, you know, there's a lot of, so everyone's kind of, we're, we're all in the world of social where we're in the, uh, the notes, but I mean, the other stuff, uh, is there any, anything that, uh, really excites you, um, in the other stuff realm that you've maybe, I mean, you have a different lens than us as far as just looking at the projects starting to, to unfold, um, what kind of, what, what maybe excites you? Yeah, I think you 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 and I have chatted about this a couple times. Um, I think like marketplaces are super cool. There's a lot of people building them at this stage, though. So I'd like to see more like proof of concepts with relays. There's no, there's really no downside to looking up the uh, Noster Nips and then seeing what kind of event kinds exist, what the tags are, and then just making your own uh, and experimenting with it on your own relay and seeing how it works and like kind of piloting and testing things. And just trying to break stuff, trying to build useful things that that you think other people would also use or solve one of your own problems. So I think like um, marketplaces will be quite big. I think those those will be super cool. But a lot of people building them already. A lot of people building you know like Twitter kind of uh, clients. I think moving away from that and building something um, something else would be really interesting. So thinking about like well, what is that? Uh, I mentioned my idea around like gamification and reputation on top of Nostra. I think that will be pretty cool. Going to give that a shot. And then I think increased usage of long form content, things like uh, clients like Abla.news, as an example. I, I would really love to see more Nostra blogging go on um, and like kind of an alternative to Substack and a lot of these centralized platforms because I imagine they're going to have a fate similar to that of like Twitter. We're already seeing Reddit, uh, you know, price their API pretty. Uh, expensive, expensively, uh, as it stands, like Apollo popular clients already getting uh, going to have to shut down because they can no longer face their pricing. So I think moving to like understanding long form content, how that works, how you can build like subreddits or concept of forums is really interesting to me. That was like the first idea I had when I thought when I when I truly understood Noster was like, how do I build a forum client? Because those were huge uh, back in the day. They were great for like specific communities and they had reputation. Uh, so I'd love to see censorship resistant applications in, in those domains. So adoption of like long form content, increasing that I need to take, you know, I need to do that myself uh, and post more there. Uh, and then also building more useful censorship resistant applications. So, you know, growing up, I, I was always fascinated between like the different hacker groups, uh, different wares and pir pirating groups, and even like legal forms of torrenting. So I think indexes for like torrenting and sharing of knowledge. So looking at things like libgen, like how can you build an Oster client for something like libgen, right? And um, what would be the ramifications of that? Uh, an open source like Wikipedia, uh, Noster client. So then now like the changing of information would have to be approved by like the own Noster implementation. Uh, it can't just be changed overnight. Same for like the distribution of access to information and knowledge. Those those things, those three things, I think are like top of mind for me. Given like what you know, given my focus on Emerald, given on like the things uh, that I'm interested in personally, uh, as well as like you know, seeing more zaps like kind of widespread um, from like a payments perspective, like uh, some of the things I focus on at Zebedee. And the last thing I would say is like an auction app. Uh, one of the developers here, Zebedee. Um, uh, has a really cool idea around an auction application uh, built on top of Noster. So similar to Relays, but uh, more focused on the auction aspect. Uh, or not Relays, I'm sorry, more like around the marketplaces. 
Uh, so yeah, those those are like the four things I think we could really benefit from on top of Noster due to the properties of the network, but also like some of the things that would greatly benefit humanity. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Hell yeah. Corn, uh, Lau, you got anything? You got any questions for Santos? I've got a question. Lau actually, um, Lau turned in for the night. So uh, he's just, his profile pic is just staring at us. Santos, mostly. you put him to sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have too soothing of a voice, I guess. <laughs> sweet symphony, sweet lullaby. <laughs> no, my question, uh, Santos, first of all, man, what a great, great. You all right over there, man? You get attacked? <laughs> We're good. My kids might not be. <laughs> um, so my question, first of all, thanks for your story, man. What a fantastic background and how it led you into Bitcoin and, and everything you're working on now. Um, I've tried the Zebedee app before. Um, unfortunately, I live in one of the states where you guys cannot operate or don't operate. I'm not sure what the reason for it is um i'm sure it's some kind of regulation but uh is there any hope for that being resolved i, I really like the app when i used it i would love to try it with the nostr integration you know as that as that rolls out but if i try to sign in it just won't let me yeah we're, we're definitely always working to expand um the number of countries who support uh, we are like regulated uh, fintech, so we have to abide by all the, the regulations on our side. But we're we're always looking to continuously expand that. That is one of our number one priorities. So we we serve a lot of uh, game developers, and the number one question is like, "Am I you know going to get shut down?" We want to expand Bitcoin as far as we possibly can. As part of that, that's a part of uh, what we have to do. But we're, we're always looking to continue continuously expand. So I guess in short, TLDR is soon TM. Yeah, I think it's okay, only yeah, four thanks. states. Uh, I think only four states in the in the states. Uh, yeah, when uh, I say state, I mean I'm in the U.S. But yeah, in one of the states that you. Can I think serve. it's four, and and three of the four seem like your usual suspects. Uh, Florida kind of was out out kind of not your usual suspect. I mean, you'd expect that in New York. You'd expect it out of maybe uh, uh, Washington, Hawaii, um, but Florida one, that one kind of stood out kind of uh, interesting. I, I wonder why that one specifically, but that's just all states, I guess. Um, you know, that's, I'm sure you guys are pushing like hell, so that's all oh, we yeah. can do. We're, we're um, pushing like crazy for those four, <laughs> New York, Florida, Washington, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, and but uh, country-wise, I, I couldn't even count uh, – on your on your website, I was looking how many uh, countries are are Zebedee is actually running in, and I probably a hundred. I, I don't even know. Um, I, I could probably count them, but it it was it's pretty fascinating, uh, and that just kind of expands on the reach of that Nostra integration. Uh, how that's gonna you know portray? Another thing is some of those countries. I mean, they they need a decentralized social. Um, I don't know how centralized um, the the Zebedee relay is going to be i mean it sounds like it's 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 an element of that but it is a, a way to kind of purple pill um if they needed to you know decentralize they can jump from uh the club uh, client to client so that's great yeah definitely and 
posts like will get propagated to other relays as well. Yeah, no, I did notice that when I posted on um, on Zebedee, I, I it actually showed up on all the other clients. So that's great. Um, so and, and we'll see how everything goes. I mean, it's it's really an alpha right now. So uh, there's always going to be some kinks, but it's fun to break things. Absolutely. Nost- it's so bullish on Noster. There's so many like <laughs> cool areas of possibility and experiments and different things you can try. It's just like like no matter like what you do, whether you're a developer, um, you know, you're a creator, um, publisher, whatever it might be, there's opportunity for you to try new things and to build out something brand new for the first time. And that's like what's so exciting. Like you said, I'm a dreamer and like I love the fascination of exploring new ideas and t- testing them out in the real world and Noster, Bitcoin, Lightning Network, definitely the place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Noster is kind of like the missing link with all this. Uh, It just makes so much sense. Uh, It's truly bringing the peer to peer together uh, in the same uh, decentralized way that uh, uh, Bitcoin was distributed. So it's just uh, never been more bullish. Um, at this time, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the recording. But uh, you cool if anybody in the audience has some questions for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs>